Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got stories of getting yelled at and chastised for the smallest of things. But first, a story from Blauk. Let's talk about Demi. I'm going to tell you about my mom, my biological mother. I've had a few moms. My mother Debbie was something else. I can say she never abused me, but she also never helped raise me either. Debbie was my father's second wife and was the mother of myself and my two brothers. Now, I don't know why Debbie had children. I think it was because my father wanted them or she was too stupid to know that she was supposed to take care of them after birth. Debbie, after three children, just quit taking care of us. I don't have any memories of her ever being a parent. Was told she was at first, but by the time I could retain memories, she was sad and, lack of a better word, lazy. My father would have to go work late and leave work early to take care of us. Please don't think he's the good guy in the story, just the lesser evil. So my father fought with Debbie and tried to divorce her, but she refused. I don't know why they never did. I should have asked her before she died. So Ross, my father, had an affair and she finally left him. Debbie, after the divorce, had full custody of us three for what I remember was a week. She would leave us in the hallway of her apartment and take naps as we played in the hall. This was in the 80s. Well, one day she wants a nap, and out to the hall we went, and a few hours later we wanted food and a pee and we tried to get in. The door was locked and we banged and cried till the neighbor heard us, and he knocked and banged and yelled, but no Debbie. So we went to his apartment and waited. I don't remember how long we waited with him, but I do know Debbie finally woke up and we went home. The next day, we were dropped off at Ross's and she went to live with her mom. Now, Debbie had visitation and was supposed to pay child support. Spoiler, she never did, till they started garnishing her paychecks for back pay and whatnot. But she would show late to the visits or not show up at all, so we didn't see much of Debbie till I was six. See, Debbie remarried, and she would visit us with her new husband and take us on the weekends to play with our step-siblings, who were teenagers. One game my stepbrother played was to get on his three-wheeler and chase us. I have a scar on my lower back from when he caught me and I got scraped by the wheel. I also got to play doctor with one of my stepsisters. Good times at Debbie's. Well, the good times came to a halt after Debbie took us all swimming one day. We all stayed at the lake all day with no food, nothing but beer to drink. Yes, I had my first beer at 6 and because of this, never was a huge drinker. No sunscreen, I got a bad sunburn, my younger brother got a second degree burn. We get home to our father the next day and tell him the story and he called the court on Monday and I guess she lost visits. So with no more visits, Debbie and her new family go off to another state, and I don't hear from her till I was nine. I guess her mother, who also barely visited us, I can't say I liked my grandmother. Also, I never really got to know her. I met her a handful of times in my life and wasn't even told when she died. Found out after the fact. So Debbie and her mom and her brother come visit us for Christmas, give gifts like we're close, take a couple photos, then boom, no Debbie. We moved, so now it's harder to visit, I guess, and I don't see her here from Debbie till I'm 14. She came to visit once, I don't remember why. Then a few months later, my older brother got sick and his kidneys shut down. Ross was tested, he didn't match. 
He called Debbie and she came to town, talked to my older brother, and was asked to get tested. She and her husband snuck out of the hospital. Good times. The next year, I don't remember why, but Ross wanted me out of town while he and my stepmother sorted stuff out. So my younger brother and I go to Debbie's, and for the most part, we were ignored. Debbie didn't care where we were or when we came back. When we were with Debbie, it was how much she loved us and how bad Ross was a husband and how we should move in with her or yada yada. Well, the summer ends and we go back home and then don't hear from Debbie again for a while. So I'm back at Ross's and after a bit, he and my stepmom split, then he lost his job and the place we were staying. So he tried to ship us off to live with Debbie while he got back on his feet. She refused to take my younger brother and I. She would take my older brother as long as he paid rent, but my younger brother and I would need to go elsewhere. So we did. We stayed with an aunt I had never met, and on Thanksgiving that year, Deb showed up and acted like a caring mother. Told me how she missed me and my younger brother and how her home was always open to us. Then fast forward four years, never heard from Debbie, no call, no visits, nothing. Now, my father had found himself a few girlfriends, but because he was still married to my first stepmother, he couldn't marry them, so he would just call them wife, but none of them lasted long, thank God. Well, he found this one witch, and she lasted a while, so she wants Ross to finally divorce my stepmom. Why, I do not know, since he and her are legally not married, they don't even have a common law marriage. So he and my fake stepmom get a house and move in together, but her and I don't get along. So we fight, I get thrown out, I move back in, and we fight, and I get kicked out. This cycle would go on for years. So at this time I have no job, and Ross can't let me stay with him. So he calls Deb and asks her to let me stay with her. At this time it's been four years since I'd last seen or heard Deb's voice. And it's 2002, Facebook ain't been invented yet, so off to Deb's I go. I stay with Deb for about two years now. It's not all bad, but it could have been better. Deb and her family, my stepfather and stepbrother complained when they brought me food. I didn't have a job. They complained about me making noise, but for the most part I was left alone. Then Deb and her husband lost their job, so they moved to another state to be close to his two daughters. So we all move and stay with the stepsister that tried to do things to me at six years old. Good times. Well, Deb and her stepdaughter didn't get along, so we get thrown out, but we get our own place, so no big deal. Now, something I forgot to mention when I moved in with Deb was I found out she was really big into the Sims games. This is big for the part I'm about to explain, and it was a factor in stepsister kicking us out. So, when Debbie got mad at you, she would make a character in Sims, name it after you, and then kill it. She did this to my stepsister's daughter when we were staying at her house, and stepsister threw us out, wonder why. So I finally get a job, pay bills, but still, Debbie and her husband complain about me. I lose the job and they get mad, so I stay from the house a lot, I hung out at Barnes & Noble's bookstore, I stole from there a lot, manga was expensive. When Deb found out, she was getting me to steal her these Anita Blake Vampire Hunter books she liked. Sorry to say I did. I also tried to move out of her place once with a gay couple, who the older one was pimping out the younger one, and I guess me saying that that was wrong got me kicked out of their house. Remember kids, defending your friend from an abusive relationship will get you thrown out, so back to Deb's. Then I took a jab at a carnival to get away from Deb and her husband, and I come home after getting fired and stranded on the side of the road to find the pets I'd left her and asked her to feed were gone. 
Same with most of my stuff. So I knew not to trust Deb to watch my stuff. It was good to know. Well, I get a different job and meet this other guy who was gay. I met a lot of gay guys when I lived with Deb. He invites me to a cookout at his place. I went and figured a day out of the house would be good. I get there, eat some burgers, and then his mom shows up with his little sister. We hang a bit longer, and he wants to go to a no-clothing beach with his boyfriend and friends. Now, how this happened, I don't know, but I went to some random town his mom and sister lived at and spent the weekend with his mom, trying to get me with her daughter so her daughter had a boyfriend or something, but she wanted me to know she was down to screw me as well. I did not freaking sleep that whole freaking weekend. I finally get a hold of my other stepsister. She comes and gets me annoyed at me that I got stranded in another town and I need to make better choices. I didn't know that was my fault, but hey. So I get back home, walk in the door, and Debbie sees me and the first thing out of her mouth was, I thought you were in your room asleep. I've been gone since Thursday night and she didn't even notice me missing. Good to know if I'm killed or kidnapped, she would be on top of it. I also convinced her she had a ghost. She never did the dishes ever when it was her turn, so I did them and then denied doing them when asked. Well, after a while, the stepdaughter we liked lost her house and she moved in with us and her daughter stayed with my other stepsister. And after a while, my stepsister, my stepbrother, and my stepfather decide to go all in in a house that they'll buy together. Deb agrees, thinks it's a good idea. Well, the kicker is, I was not invited, so Deb throws me out. I call my father, and my fake stepmother doesn't want me to live with her, so my father tells me I should tell Deb I should live with her, or he'll tell my stepfather about the time he and Deb would have a string of affairs after my stepfather couldn't get up anymore. Needless to say, it didn't work, and I was homeless, and I stayed homeless till my fake stepmother needed me to scare a neighbor she or Ross pissed off. So I moved back with my father and fake stepmother and scare the neighbor. So my use was done, so I need to get a job and move out. Well luckily, I got a decent job and then moved out, so I didn't need to be homeless again. Well April rolls along and I need to pay my taxes. I file them and get told that I'm filed under someone else's taxes. I couldn't think of who it was since it had been over a year since I lived with Debbie, and I know Ross didn't claim me, so who? Surprise, Debbie had been claiming me on her taxes even after she threw me out. So I call to try and figure out why, and she says she still gets money garnished from her wages because of back child support. So she needs the extra income taxes. So my taxes get screwed for a couple of years, till I convince the government I don't live with her. Then four years later in 09, I get a Facebook, get a fiancé, and was expecting a child. And I don't know how, but I friended Debbie on Facebook, where I found out she's telling people she was this great mother on Facebook, that I was petty and would tell the people the stories I had of Debbie, and that she would get hurt. Well, I didn't stay married long and I didn't get to keep my son, but there's Debbie sharing the few photos she had of my son on Facebook, acting like the most caring grandmother. We fought on that, she unfriended me. I didn't care, I wouldn't talk to her again till 2014 or so. I refriended her because my younger brother moved in with her, and because of her dying husband and my stepbrother. All of my stepfamily had a bad case of Huntington's, they're all dead now. So my younger brother and I got into a fight and weren't talking so I had to go through Deb to talk to him. He went to prison and I was asking Deb what for, and I guess she got hurt because there's this Facebook rant I was tagged in on how I'm a bad son and how she tried to do right by me, and I was like what the freak when? 
So my brother gets out of prison and still wasn't talking to me, but I gave up trying to talk to him, then a while later went back to prison. Deb died by this point. Her husband and two of his kids were already gone. Her other stepdaughter was in a care facility, so Deb was alone when she died. I hadn't talked to her for a few years. My older brother hadn't talked to her since he was 19 and lived with her, and as I said, younger brother was in prison. I don't know, I may be bitter from being abandoned by her, but I found her need to believe that she was a good mother, and how her children should love her was just entitled. But what do you think? Literally got OP's entire life story here. I feel bad for OP, but this was like the Spark Notes edition of their troubled life. Would you guys agree with me when I say that when you have a parent, step-parent or not, who not only abandons you once but multiple times, that regardless of what happens, regardless of what they say or do, or how they end up, that you shouldn't have to feel remorse or let their opinions both past or present hold any weight over you? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. By the way, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Good Revolution 1110. Buy the house or I'll be homeless. Hello everyone. I never thought I'd be going through something like this at the age of 22. Mom died, left a lump sum of money for my sibling and I to be financially stable. When I tell you that my mother strategically planned her departure, she did. She made sure my father only got what she wanted him to have. He says that she betrayed him and that we're leaving him to hang, after all he's done for us. He wants me to buy the family house so he'll have a place to stay. He didn't give me the option of not buying the home, he told me to do it. Two weeks after my mother died, he started acting money hungry, just as she said he would. I'm disappointed. I only have him and my sibling. My mother's family's distant, and my father's family's all passed away. However, his sister is alive and she's very controlling and homophobic. She no longer talks to me because I told her that she hasn't once asked if I was okay throughout all of this. Two weeks before my mom died, she came to our house and stripped the room of my mom's identity, told me to get my life together and that I needed to buy the house with the money. My dad told me to buy the house and get a job. If I don't buy the house, he'll be forced to move out and he'll be homeless. Why can't I help with the rent? Why do I have to be the one that goes broke to please him? What happened to me going to school? I have to pay bills. It'll be very difficult to work and go to school. If and after I pay for this house, I will literally be forced to move home. I will not be able to survive financially in another state going to college full-time with a full-time job. My education major requires so much writing and math. I have depression and anxiety, my physical health isn't the best as well, so I try and refrain from stressful situations. He's even given me a deadline for me to come home and buy the house. I want to discuss this with my accountant before anything final is made. He'll have to wait. However, over my thoughts come into play every single day. What if I get too sick and need to go home? Or my relationship doesn't work out and I need to come home? I decided to take all my money that eventually severed ties with what remains of my family. Then I'll be homeless. I don't think my dad will be homeless. I offered to help pay rent. But giving up all my money to buy a house is something that didn't. I would just say for OP to listen to a lot of what their mom was saying ahead of time. You know, this is exactly what OP's mom had feared. I'll say that it's hard to go against a parent that you've grown up having in your life being very controlling 
and honestly it's scary to cut them off or leave them, but I think for OP's sake, if there's a chance that they can make it on their own without spending all of their money on this house, they'll probably do everything they can to try and say that you're selfish, you're an awful person, you don't care about them, you never cared about them. But this is all that manipulation, mind game, controlling BS. I just think OP needs to focus on themselves and do what's right by OP. OP doesn't owe their dad anything. Just know that they'll probably try to make it nasty. But that. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Doesn't mean OP needs to give up on themselves or the money they have. Our next story is from the debt-free wifey, entitled Mom Chastised My Four-Year-Old for Snacking. This literally just happened. I had my kiddo at the park after picking her up from daycare. I usually have her there from about 5.10 to 6.30ish when we head home for dinner, bath, bedtime routine. I always bring a snack because she's absolutely starving by then. But we find if she eats dinner too early, she gets hungry again at bedtime. So she has a snack at the park, then a late dinner, works for us and has never been a problem until tonight. So I'm sitting on a bench minding my own, kiddos running amok. A few other kids are there, but it's usually pretty scarce at this hour. My kiddo comes over asking for a snack, and I take out a little bento box with a couple cucumber and carrot sticks, dip, and a strawberry. Literally one fat little strawberry, kiddo takes the snacks and sits down on the ground. The other kid about her age was lurking and staring as little kids do, then took off to his mom sitting on another bench nearby. I didn't hear him, but it obviously went along the lines of, Mom, I'm hungry, and then turns and points to us. This woman gets up while marching over, yells no, while pointing to my kid, in a ruder tone of voice than I would use with my actual dog. My kid, sitting there with a half-eaten strawberry in her hands, looks over and freezes as commanded. And as I'm about to be like, what the freak, the entitled mother says, You cannot bring snacks unless you plan to share. 
As she stops and stands in front of us, I start telling her pretty politely considering the circumstances to go ahead and get freaked while motioning to Kiddo that she's okay to keep eating. Kiddo does and slowly dips the strawberry back in the veggie dip while watching the entitled mother argue with me and this grown butt woman just loses her mind completely borderline yelling at my kid about her horrible manners ironically her germs double dipping her strawberry was disgusting now her kid can't have any strawberries or dip spoiler they weren't regardless etc i told entitled mother to get lost and to stop talking to my kid like that it's her snack but i ended up having to pack up my kid and take her home because she was obviously insane and i didn't feel safe there Turns out Kiddo was a champ and was totally fine with being yelled at by a crazy entitled mother. But she was very not okay with having to leave. Clearly an epic meltdown ensued while the entitled mother smugly stared me down and believe it or not continued to complain. I'm so pissed off and wanted so badly to stab a carrot in her eye. But alas, one of us had to be an adult. I hate that right now I feel like we can never go to that park again. I'm so angry. I'm not even gonna lie, this is literally that situation where you pull out your phone and you start pressing record, and you make it known that you're recording this crazy behavior. I don't know if this is a parent that needs to be recorded and have some backstory written up and posted on like r slash public freakout or something. All I know is is the internet would eat this up hearing and watching a video of this entitled mom chastising a four-year-old for snacking on a snack you pack specifically just for them. And in fact, if this is a recurring thing, they keep coming up and engaging you? Record it multiple times. You can build up a legitimate charge against them. Harassment is a real thing. Our next story is from OnTask35. Mom screamed at me over an egg sandwich. Mom barges in and yells at me that I ate her egg sandwich the other day. She didn't even make the eggs. My little brother, 20, did. Me, 23-year-old male, was just in my room before work when she started. Then it escalated into this giant argument about how I'm never involved with the family and how I don't pay any money. So I offered her $1,000 on the spot and she declined. Then I offered her $2,000 and she declined. I'm currently saving for my child right now who's due in December and my mother and I have been drifting apart ever since I told her. She has no interest in the baby, which is fine, but she goes the extra mile to say some of the most disgusting things like, I bet your girlfriend poked holes in the protection, or she wanted this baby, not you, and it infuriates me. My girlfriend is the nicest and sweetest person, and my family are Italian Catholics, who just scream and yell all the time. I'm about to move out in early September, right around my birthday, and I just hear my mom saying to my nephew, who's five, that he's finally getting his own room. I just wanted to vent this post out because I've been working 12-hour shifts consistently to not be home, but it's taking a toll. Well, I definitely hope for OP's sake that being able to share this and vent about it really helps them. Obviously, all I can say is keep on that grind and get to that situation where you can move out. And once you're out, you're free. You don't have to give any time to somebody who only stands to want to attack you, make you feel bad. Stay on that grind so you can move out and enjoy things with your girlfriend and your child. Our next story is from King Rex 420 My dad has COVID and he isn't being careful. I'm worried I'll get it. So I used to have severe OCD and germophobia, but after taking medication, I'm doing much better. However, I still have ASD, 
autism and try to stay clean and avoid sick people. Also, my dad has a real temper problem. This week, my brother was sick, so I avoided him and took measures to avoid getting sick. I drank smoothies with lots of vitamin C. I even added flaxseed to one, it was disgusting, and constantly washed my hands. It was especially important that I didn't get sick this week, since I'd arranged to do some really fun cake decorating with this nice old lady. We were gonna make fondant flowers and stuff. If I did get sick, I could reschedule, but I was really looking forward to the weekend. So my parents get sick too, and I start avoiding them. Yesterday they did another round of COVID tests, and my mom and my brothers came back negative, but my dad's came back positive. My mom and brother might just have the flu since they have slightly different symptoms, and my dad probably just caught COVID at the hospital he works at. My sister and I had to pick up groceries, it's legal for close contacts to go to the shops, and we wore masks. And my dad asked my sister to pick up several bottles of wine for him since she's 18, with ID, and I'm just 16. My sister agreed at first, but when we were at the shops, she decided not to. I tried to convince her to buy them just to keep the peace, but she refused. She thought someone with COVID shouldn't be drinking wine, which they probably shouldn't, but my dad had a real anger problem. To be clear, my dad was going to transfer the money into her account. When we got home without the wine, my dad was so mad. He started yelling his head off. I could understand why he would be annoyed about my sister promising to get wine and then not doing it, but he still has rum to drink and he was going to get wine delivered the next day. He was yelling and swearing about having to go one night without wine, even though he still had rum. He always does stuff like this, but my real problem is the lack of precautions he's been taking. He's still watching TV in the living room and making his own food in the kitchen. I suggested that someone else should prepare his food to prevent contamination, but he ever so politely replied, don't you even start with that. So now I can't even prepare my own food properly since he got his germs on the ingredients and cutlery. I can hear him coughing and hacking in the kitchen. Now I can only eat pre-made and heat-treated food. I can't make any more smoothies to prevent getting sick. What's arguably much worse is my sleeping arrangement. I don't exactly have my own room. It's more like a sunroom with a couch bed I sleep on. There's not even a proper door. Just a flimsy, broken screen. Additionally, it's at the front of the house, right between the kitchen and the living room, so it's not safe there. Last night, I slept on the floor in my sister's room, which is at the back of the house. She kept me awake by playing a game online with the light on, and I woke up in the middle of the night, so I barely got any sleep. I can't sleep there tonight because she's not taking the proper precautions either. Instead, I'm sleeping under this table that's also at the back of the house. It's not super comfortable, and I've hit my head a couple of times, but it's all I got. I can't even touch our pet cats since my dad's touched them. I love cats, so this is just awful. I tried to spend most of my day outside today to avoid the germs, so I tidied up and hung out in this outdoor laundry room, but I had to go inside when it started raining since the room tends to flood. I'm just so sore and tired. I feel like crying, but I know if I do, everyone will make a big deal out of it, and my dad will probably get mad at me for guilt tripping him. I don't have anywhere safe to go, and I'm scared I'm still going to get sick. I can't do cake decorating either, but I guess that's the least of my worries. I might post an update if anything interesting happens. You just gotta love when somebody has zero care for anybody else when it only even slightly inconveniences them. 
You want me to quarren what? I've never heard of that in my life. All I can say is, I feel OP's frustration, and I think their feelings are very valid. Our next story is from Wolford H2HOHO. My dad just slapped me. I'm still at shock with what just happened. My dad came home a few hours ago from a business trip, and since he's been home, he's been on me and my grandma's butt, ordering us around, making fun of us on a personal level, pretty much being a jerk. Then, if that wasn't enough, he started making fun of my acne and even tried to pop it. When I refused, he beat me with a tube of toothpaste. My grandma screamed for him to stop. I told him that he was clearly tired and he needs to sleep. He does this sometimes, but not quite as violent, to which he slapped me really hard. So I punched him three times harder instead. That seemed to have snapped him back to reality, because he started questioning what happened. I was totally confused, like, how can it happen that a grown man in his 50s has no memory of how much of a jerk he was for the last five hours? My grandma ordered him to go to bed and he complied. I think something happened at his work. I'll update again once I figure out what happened. All I can say is is if they are trying to honestly say that they have no recollection of being a jerk at all, that they need to have a full comprehensive medical checkup because there is something really wrong going on here. Literally in no way should they be having like rage blackouts like that. And our final story of the day is from Nagi Nawe 101. My entitled mother decides she must demand I diet even when I'm a healthy weight. My mother, entitled mother, crash diets. Her newest obsession is Noom and she won't believe it doesn't work on my phone. I also don't want to pay for it. I follow the diet that my doctor and I have created and yet my mother wants to remove more from it. My roommate, husband and I have told her on visits that it isn't cool and treats her good on occasion, but no. She wants to remove cake, ice cream and stuff we only have rarely. She went so far on one trip going completely vegan, which annoyed my father and I. My mother would also get on me for eating bread, like it was going to kill me. Then she went on this whole don't eat this or that. I went to a doctor appointment and a nutritionist also helped me. I was at 210 pounds the start of summer and lost about 5 pounds as I went and I'm still losing weight. I'm at 197 pounds now but that isn't good enough for my mom. She demands I join sports when I hate sports. She demands I join a gym. I can't afford one. I explained all this and it feels like she isn't listening. I go do my nature photography, which is a workout, because I'm walking miles and carrying equipment. It's pretty heavy and it's not easy, but my mom doesn't believe me. My husband has a record of miles I take each time I have a day off. I do a challenge each summer to walk 65 miles for the whole summer. Does that matter to my mom? No, I get, you need to diet, you need to lose weight. And yet my mother hasn't even realized she's not really losing weight like she believes. So to sum it up, my mom is kind of going diet crazy and acting that she's entitled to force it on everyone else. She even tried it on my husband recently who has a knee and spine issue and walks with a cane. He's told her to knock it off before I get sick. This is definitely a really awful form of entitlement. If the mom wants to do a crash diet or wants to go vegan, wants to cut out all these foods and bread and whatnot, that is great, but you can't force it on somebody else. 
and not gonna lie, your own parents acting like this, it's very easy for a person to develop a very unhealthy obsession. I could see how somebody, if their parents are saying, oh, you need to eat this, oh, you need to eat that, you need to lose weight, it would be very easy to develop a bad image about yourself and especially a really bad relationship with food. In my opinion, this entitled mother needs to knock it off before they do way too much damage. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.